everybody. Welcome back to the Graveyard. I am the Graveyard Gamer. I am here for all you guys gaming in the late, late night or early, early morning while everybody else is nice and tucked in bed and you're gaming on the Graveyard Shift. Or I'm here for everybody else playing during the day and you just need something to listen to. And today I've got another fun episode, another great discussion I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about my top games that have been overlooked. And on top of that, I have a review for you. Maybe it's a game you would feel like has been overlooked and kind of mocked since it's been released. I'm going to review Mass Effect Andromeda today. And with that being said, let's start looking at what some overlooked games are. So when we talk about overlooked games, games that people maybe played but they didn't love, I'm talking about games, some of these games actually may have sold okay, some of them didn't sell it well, but overall they're games that people just kind of forgot, that have just kind of moved on. And some of them are ones that people came out and just bashed when they came out, but they actually deserve a second look. And now as we get closer to the end of this console generation, I decided to do a list of games that if you find yourself with some time and you're looking for something fun to play, these might be the games to give a second shot at. So, Far Cry Primal. When the first Far Cry game was ported over to the 360, I bought it and played it and fell in love. And actually, it's one of the few games that I actually fell in love with the multiplayer more than anything. Uh, Bo's listening, get in the boat, right? But here's the deal. I kind of fell in love with the game. But then it was really Far Cry 3 that just sold me. And then all of a sudden Far Cry 4 came in and said, nope, this is going to be the first person shooter for the Graveyard Gamer because I love what they did here. It was so much fun. But then they announced Primal and I'm thinking one of my favorite things in Far Cry games is setting up roadside bombs to, to do an ambush on the enemies. Like how can you match that kind of fun when you're playing as cavemen with spears? Well, guess what? It matched it. I have to say, Far Cry, since Far Cry 3, have been crafting some of the best game worlds in gaming. Like, that's just, the Far Cry series is just a blast. And Primal may be, and still may be, my favorite world to just walk around and explore. From the sites to the layout, I never felt like there was any issues walking. A lot of time in game worlds, traversal, just walking, and you're seeing a mountain, and you're like, how am I going to get up this? And if you don't go just the right way, you're going to fall down. This game didn't have that, and this game had so many cool sights to see. I would spend hours just exploring. It took me about 25 hours to get the Platinum in this game. I probably could have done it five or six hours quicker if I wouldn't have just walked around everywhere, but it was so cool just checking out the different places. The ability to call on animal companions was such a cool, fun addition, and it helped set up some really great moments. I will say I never felt like I could be as stealthy as I had been taking over outposts in 3 or 4, but I just had a blast in the chaos. The only knock I would have given this game was after two previous games featured some memorable and great antagonists and stories, this game's story antagonists kind of forgettable. It's really just dealing with different tribes. There's no real antagonist that sticks out of my mind. But the missions, again, were fun. The setting was great. Stone Age weapons were a blast. And I'll say it here. Tomb Raider and Far Cry had the best bow and arrow in gaming and right here just i mean they nailed it this was great and the weapons being stone age actually added a level of freshness to the game we hardly ever see any kind of game set in this time so it was really nice to have that and, and it just it made the whole game feel very fresh and just just a ton of fun 
Alright, another game, and this game you can also pick up now on PS4 and Xbox One, that's Hitman Absolution. And look, I had a lot of issues with this game, but I think it was still overlooked. There's a lot of good things in this game. What Hitman Absolution did that really kind of worked against it so much was trying to add story to the forefront of the game. That forced big changes into how the game was even played, not to mention you weren't able to decide a loadout before starting a hit because in most levels, there wasn't even a hit. Then you had the limitations of the hardware. If you could group the levels into one area and build one level out of them, they would have been massive, and they would have probably made it so that you could have had a loadout beforehand. But what happened is because they were broken down, you would, for example, start outside a city block in one chapter, find a back alley to get in the next block of another, go into that building to the next, then finally get to the rooftop in that one. Had they just been one giant level with a hit and you could have made your loadout, it would have been great. But because it was story-based and because of the tech issues, they had to break them up, and it kind of really played with the Hitman formula a little bit too much. Because if you look at the very first level in the game called King of Chinatown, it was like Hitman levels in the past. Closed off, but several options on how to complete it. I spent a ton of time just doing that, trying to get all the challenges, because I absolutely loved that level. But here's what happened. I got about three-fourths through the game. My one friend who listens knows exactly what I'm talking about. A save glitch. You know how in games it's always like when you see this icon, don't turn off the game? That's what it would do. It would freeze in the middle of saving and you would lose everything you had done. You'd have to restart. But because I was enjoying this game, I restarted it. And I gotta say, what really made me love it is, one, the graphics were really great, but the gameplay was so good. If you're a fan of Hitman 2016 and the new Hitman 2, You'll know what I'm saying. This is where the origins of that gameplay came in. It was no longer the weird crouching and slugging through hallways. It was like action games turned into Hitman with the controls. And I really, really got into that. They introduced things like challenges, which I really think added so much replay and so much fun to these levels. So that, yeah, there might not have been a major hit you had to take out. But there was so much fun to be had here. And, of course, you're still taking people out. You're still a Hitman in so many cool, awesome ways to do it here as well, that I, I found myself enjoying the game despite its flaws or its missteps with the story. And of course, this game also introduced Contracts Mode. Now again, I'm not a huge fan of multiplayer. If you've listened to the show, I've mentioned that a few times. But in this game, it was done in such a cool way, I loved it. You played through a level, you created your own target, and you challenged your friends to do it. It's the same thing they're doing now in Hitman 2016 and Hitman 2. It's just a ton of fun. Uh, I do recommend it. If you've never played this game and you can get it on the PSN or Xbox store, check it out. It's worth playing. It's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool bridge between the old style and the new style. I just wish they would have been able to implement the story in a way that didn't force the way you played the Hitman game. Alright, here's one that's gotten a lot of flack over the last seven years, and that's Mass Effect 3. And the ending specifically. The sad thing is, nobody talks about the game. They only talk about the ending. And it just stinks. Because the game itself is absolutely fantastic. The two games before that were fantastic. But because of people's reaction to the ending, and then how people took to Andromeda, this series has been put on hold. And let's just break some things down. Well, I didn't like certain facts that... A certain part of the ending could only be unlocked if you played multiplayer. The game actually did a lot of things right. 
So the first game you have this, you're learning everything, you're exploring, and it's it's really cool, right? Like you're you're taking in all of this stuff. The second game is a suicide mission, and they really really make you feel like it's a suicide mission, and it's really awesome. You really get into it. In this game, you're in a desperate mission to save the galaxy, and they really really make it feel that way. Sure, the game suffers from the same issue a lot of open world games suffer from, where you have all these side missions that distract you from like, hey, the galaxy is about to end, but let me go find this guy's missing fish. But they're they're a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool side stuff. I love the characters in this game. Some are new, some are old, but you just you enjoy them. You enjoy talking to them and and building on that. Some really cool moments in here. I'd like to talk about more, but hey, it's been seven years. I honestly don't remember a ton of detail but i know that the 30 hours i put into just this game was way better than the five minutes of the ending i mean in all honesty i put 30 hours give or take into each of the three original mass effect games and all anybody talks about it anymore is that last 10 minutes and i think that sucks because this was a great series mass effect 3 was a great game i think had the developers kind of taken a stance and said you know what uh, we're just gonna really embrace this indoctrination theory because if you remember the ending came out people griped so they they came out with another ending an expanded ending at the a few months later and I think had they just said the indoctrination theory which if you ever looked that up it's a pretty cool theory and it actually fits and it would have actually made everything tie in well together but they didn't they doubled down on theirs I never fully un- understood it maybe one of you guys can write in and be like hey man here's the gist of it but it never made sense to me. It stinks, the ending is bad, but the game is fantastic. Grand Theft Auto 4 is one of those games that came out, sold well, people talked about, and then now, 11 years later, people rag on it and look down on it. I've always loved the game. I think the story is what Rockstar really focused on this game, and it's fantastic. So, just throwing this out there, call this a catch-on, call this honorable mention but gta 4 was a fantastic game that i absolutely loved so if you never played it and you got a chance to there's some issues with driving a car that feels like a boat uh the graphics i think are a style that didn't really uh fit that well but the story is so fantastic check it out and then i want to talk about a game alien isolation this game is probably one of the best survival horror games in gaming this generation and it's a licensed game and it fully fully honors the license in which it gets its inspiration from i mean you can't do anything against this alien you can't fight this alien it's not like previous alien games where there's a ton of aliens and you just got to keep shooting them and killing them there's one and it is a monster and there were moments that i had to pause the game to let my heart stop beating so fast i mean it is insane i mean once you hear that thing running in the Vince, it's it's gonna stop you. I promise you will stop and duck. I mean, just the the clank of how it walks and everything. There's a few where you're like in a a med bay and it's just stalking you. And oh my word, it is freaky. Now, yeah, there. I think the game was a little long in the tooth. I think they could have trimmed out some of the middle sections, uh, and they would have had an awesome awesome game. But you know, other than that, I thought it was great. I thought the ending was really cool. I thought the little catch on. At the, the last few seconds was kind of a little overkill, but I really, really enjoyed this game. It was a lot of fun. If they announced a sequel, I definitely would be very interested. So if you haven't played this game, it's probably pretty cheap now. Go check it out. And next up on Overlook Game, I've got to go with Mafia 3. 
Now, Mafia 3 is a game that came out, and I feel like a lot of people gravitated, they got sucked into it, it looked cool, and then the reviews happened, and people just kind of ran from this game. I think it sold okay, but it's one of those games that people look back on, and like I mentioned in the intro, just kind of forget about. But there was a very, very solid game underneath this game. I had a ton of fun with it. Now, yes, I'm not sure it needed to be an open world game. I don't think they added enough to do it. In fact, some of the things they did add, I think, kind of felt like padding. But you had an amazing story here. Now, I wish I'd have played the first two Mafia games, but I'm told they're really good with story. But this game had such a great, great story. Lincoln Clay was such an awesome character. I loved the setting, that late 60s vibe, the returning from Vietnam, the look of the cars. Oh, man, it was just such a cool story with some great, great characters. Like I said, Lincoln was just a great character. You had the priest. It was another solid character. I enjoyed a lot about this game. Yes, there's the issues, but that's not the point here. The point is to talk about games that, I mean... If you have a chance, and this game goes on sale a good bit, pick it up. It's enjoyable. It's not going to be perfect. But I honestly believe most people would walk away enjoying what they've played here. It's one of those games that you're like, oh, it just didn't catch the mark it was going for. But I enjoyed my entire playtime with it. Another game that I feel does not get the do it's needed, and it absolutely should, and that is South Park. The Fractured Butthole, which is a great, great title. But honestly, the reason I'm putting it on here, I'm not a fan of turn-based games, or at least I wasn't, until I played this game, and I absolutely loved it. I got into the combat. I understood it. I enjoyed it. I always stayed away from RPGs because of turn-based combat. Honestly, even if they weren't turn-based combat, because that's what I associated with them. But... I got into this game and I super, super loved it. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And not only that, but it did something that so few games do. And that is it brought out the funny. This game had me cracking up from start to finish. I mean, I laughed so hard at some parts in this game. It was unreal. It is like watching an extended episode of South Park. So if that's your kind of humor, this is the game for you. And I know Stick of Truth got that hype as well. I haven't personally played that yet. It's on my queue to play, but this game right here, I gotta tell you, it is hysterical. I definitely think it's a game that if you like South Park, you like even somewhat like RPGs, this is the game for you. Ton of fun here, ton of stuff to just do. It's a small map, but it's just packed full of stuff. I, I loved it. Like I said, there's not too many funny games out there. There's a, there's a lot of games with a few chuckles here and there, but there's not a lot of games built on humor, and very few that actually pull off the humor. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is a game that I personally overlooked. I think it's a game that probably sold okay, and people have kind of forgot about it. And I have talked about this game and pushed this game out there, and that is Until Dawn. Until Dawn is a game that I looked at you know what, much like the same way I looked at South Park and said, I don't know, man, it looks like one of those walking simulators where you're just kind of walking and picking things up. It doesn't look that that interesting, but there's something about it that makes me want to play it. I finally played it, and I absolutely loved every minute of it. It's one of those games that's on my list to replay because I want to see if I can get different endings and different takes. 
it was a blast. It honestly was a blast. Yes, there were moments that actually had me jump of pure horror. I love the way that game takes two different style of horror movies and blends them perfectly. And I won't go too far into that because I want you to go play it. Absolutely. If you have not played Until Dawn, please, please, please try that game out. That company has a few more games coming out, a trilogy of games. I think they're going to be outstanding. I personally cannot wait for them. Until Dawn, if you have not, if you're somewhat a fan of horror movies and horror shows, this is a great, great game. Or if you're just looking for a game to maybe run through on the weekend, you need some time, find this game, try it out. It will be 100% worth your time. And that, right now, is what I have for you for my Overlook games. Now, if you have any, please hit me up. This is a topic I'd love to talk to you guys about and find out what games you think are overlooked because maybe I haven't played them and I need to track them down. Alright guys, so speaking of games that got overlooked, I kind of felt like Mass Effect Andromeda was probably going to be one of those games. When it first came out, it got a ton of negative publicity and people didn't flock to it and since then it's kind of been forgotten in the annals of time. So, I actually had a chance the last couple weeks to play through it, and I thought I'd give you that review. And first off, let's go ahead and break down some of these graphics, and it's kind of a mixed bag, right out the gate. Now, visually, most of the different aliens look awesome, the environments look awesome, the weapons, the effects, a lot of this stuff looks great. And I'll talk about some of the planets and things you go, but you deal with some planets that actually look really awesome, like a frozen snow cover planet that just looks really good to a tropical island to a desert island i mean these things look really good but what makes it a mixed bag the human faces the human faces are really bad here like for example Ryder. i made a character he didn't look anything like what i had created when it actually showed up in gameplay so i just went with the basic out of the box Ryder. and i mean he was like almost blue veiny his skin texture just looked weird like i mean it wasn't ridiculous it just honestly looked like it was the same graphics they used for shepherd and they just put it over so everything looked stretched out i really didn't like it uh, his eyes never were centered half the time his eyes were like he was trying to do the undertaker eye roll and just couldn't really do it type deal while he's talking to people mm, wasn't a big fan of the uh the faces just didn't hit that mark of everything else and also, let me just say, along with Ryder, is the voice actors actually really well. I believe the female voice actor would probably have been a little bit better from the little bit of time I dealt with her. But it's it's handled well here. Gameplay is solid. The powers are actually a lot of fun. There's a, several of them. One of the things I really liked about this game is you can switch classes. Whereas in the first game, if you picked soldier, you were going to be a soldier. If you picked any other of the classes, that's what you were. In this game, you can actually advance between them while also upgrading them and unlocking new skills for each one which i really like it allows for you to have different experiences each time you play which is a lot of fun your teammate eye is pretty good it's not perfect there were a lot of times where i'd be firing at an enemy and they would walk right in front of my line of fire or even there were times that i would be trying to move away to get into cover they were not in cover but they stood right on me and i couldn't get them off without sending them somewhere 
But in that time, I probably would have been killed just trying to get out of line of sight. And that was really, really frustrating. On the other side, a few times the enemy AIs were like shooting at walls. But for the most part, they were pretty ruthless. They had no problem tracking you down and finding you. So overall, the AI in this game is actually really well done. I love the jetpack in this game. It allowed you to go vertical. It allowed you to go horizontal in quick dashes. It wasn't overpowered. It's not like you were going to fly across the map. It was just enough to kind of offer new advantages in your action so you could shoot up and, and get that top view down or to quickly get to cover or rush somebody or, you know, exploring the world and getting up higher, whatever you needed to do. It was nicely used in this game. Exploring new planets in your Mako-like vehicle was another kind of mixed bag for me. Like on the outset, the first planet, I was kind of enjoying it. I was kind of digging it. It was a lot more open than in the original Mass Effect. If you remember Mass Effect 1, it was very linear driving around in those. In this game, it was more open. And it started off pretty nice. And that first planet was not bad. However, the more I explored on that planet and the more I explored other planets, it just seemed like the terrain was not well developed. And then you would sit there and get frustrated trying to drive somewhere because everything is so far spread out. And they would be like, oh, to get up this little hill, you're going to have to go to four-wheel. Well, you go to four-wheel drive, and guess what? Or six-wheel drive, whatever it was considered in the game. You're going to go very slow. And all of that just kind of got really frustrating with me. Like, I was like, yo, I don't really want to just drive around. I want to get to the next thing and enjoy it. But it just, it was not fun. I didn't complete any planet to 100%. Because I got so tired of driving and I tried on each of them to, there's about five to just really let me do this, let me do this. And I would get too frustrated, bored, and annoyed just driving around. I actually think had they went back to the linear style of Mass Effect 1, which kind of gave you the illusion of freedom while keeping you on a straight path, would have worked a lot better here. Let's talk about the story though. You start off. It's kind of a family affair. You're cruising through the cosmos. You're going to find a new solar system to for yourself and several of these other arcs filled with thousands of people. Your father's a pathfinder. You get to the first planet. Uh-oh. It's not as inhabitable as you would have thought. Some changes happen. Next thing you know, you're the pathfinder. And it's your job to find a place for everybody, all these thousands of people, to be able to call a new home. And from there, you're going to meet a new alien race. You're going to meet a new enemy type in the cat and a whole new main villain, which I actually really like. He was one of the strongest of the series. I really enjoyed what they did here. The story takes a little twist. It makes you kind of go on the side, not necessarily side missions, but branching away from the main game. And I really loved what they did here. I was really, really enjoying that. But then let's talk about those side missions, because in all honesty... At one point, I kept trying to do everything as I was playing through the game, and I found myself getting bored. So I'd go back to the main mission. And that really, really was not sitting well with me, and really is a big hamper on this game for me. Yes, the main mission is good, but Mass Effect is about everything, and about all that fun stuff you get to do on the side. Well, this game, I just couldn't get into it. Honestly. I sat there after I'd completed the game, and I was like, alright, I'm really gonna try And for four hours, I sat there and just tried to explore those planets again. I tried to do those side missions, loyalty missions. I thought if I could at least do loyalty missions, I would feel okay. I made it through one loyalty mission. And the problem is, the story in these missions are not good enough to keep you that interested. And then you add in the fact that 
there's a lot of go here, come back, go here, come back, go here, wave after enemy, wave after enemy, wave after enemy, wave after enemy, go back here, talk, 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 it's over. And it just, over a while, it just gets old. It just gets boring. There's ways to make that where it's actually interesting to do. They did not accomplish it here. And I got to tell you, because of that, the fun factor took a big, big hit. The enjoyment that I had playing through the main story was high. Not every mission hit just right. It was enough to be enjoyable. But at the end of the day, my thought is, this is a Mass Effect game. When I hear that term Mass Effect and it's a brand and you're using that brand, you have to hold yourself up to that level. You can't take a big step back. There's no reason the faces should not look good. There's no reason the writing for these side missions should not keep me entertained or driving through these big planets should not be as enjoyable and frustrating as they are. If this game would have just been a more linear experience, I'm not saying that I would have loved it, but I am saying I think would have helped it out. If it would have been a smaller 20-25 hour compact Mass Effect game, maybe almost as a tease of what's to come, and they would have said as an offshoot or something, I think it would have been a lot better received. But considering this was supposed to be the next step and where the Mass Effect goes with that name, it just was an expectation that the company could not live up to. I think fans expect it more, I expect it more, and ultimately, I didn't have fun with it. And it's because I went in for a Mass Effect game, and I got a game that wasn't Mass Effect. So, with that being said, it's not a bad game. Honestly, I paid about 10 bucks for it. I definitely got my money just playing through the main missions, enjoying it. And I will say, the main storyline is good enough that if they ever come back to Mass Effect, I'd be curious where it goes from here. I enjoyed it. I liked what they did. But again, because they tried to do something that ultimately they just couldn't deliver it on with the name Mass Effect attached. And if you actually look into the history of this game and how to the wire it was getting things in, it really seemed like EA pushed this bad boy out without fully letting it cook. So ultimately, my score is a 7.25. There's some enjoyment to be had here, but not on the same level as the previous games that held that title of Mass Effect. Alright everybody, we talked about some overlooked games that I feel like people should just pay a little bit more attention to and hopefully you guys get a chance to go and try some of them out. And then I talked about Mass Effect Andromeda and gave you my review for it. And I really hope EA does something a little better if they ever bring that series back off ice. Now, with that being said, you can always hit me up. Let me know what some of your Overlook games or some games that you think need more attention are. You can find me at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com or thegygamer on Twitter. Until then next time, I'll be pulling the graveyard shift. <laughs>